Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. For this episode of Veterans Corner, host Bill Hodges gets to know Dr. Bruce Murphy, president of Centenary University in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Dr. Murphy is a retired lieutenant colonel from the United States Army and currently serves as president of Centenary University. This program centers on four points. Thinking about going into the military right out of high school and the options. Graduating from college, using the military to pay off loans. What one can do education-wise while in the military. And finally, the education needs to transition from the military to the civilian world. If you are thinking of any of these, or have children or grandchildren that might be facing these choices, here is some valuable information for all. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. I'm so happy to have you with us. And remember, whenever you're listening over the air on our 4FM stations or as a podcast, you should have a paper and pencil ready to take down the phone numbers and web addresses we share. By the way, it's also a great idea if you have others in the family to come in and have them listen with you because there's lots of information. My guest today is Colonel, no, I guess maybe that's doctor. No, maybe it's president. I, I'm really not sure, but his name is Bruce Murphy. Bruce, what a wonderful thing to have you on the program. Good to should be I here. Call, Bill. Should I call you Colonel, Doctor, or President? You can call me Bruce. That'll be that'll be fine. <laughs> You're president of a university. Yes, I'm president of Centenary University here in uh, uh, Hackettstown, New Jersey, Garden Spot of the World. I've been here uh, actually less than six months. This is my second presidency. Prior to here, I was president at uh, Nickel State University uh, in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And you have a wonderful career in the military. You came out as a lieutenant colonel, but you also got your doctorate. Let's go back to the beginning because <laughs> I think it's important just maybe because I have a granddaughter who took advantage after she got out of college to have the Army pay off her college debt and also got some great education along the way. You went to ROTC, though. You started your career that way, correct? Right. I was in college and, uh, you know, I had always intended on going into the Army for a couple of years because, you know, back then that's pretty much what people did. Uh, and so I was in ROTC my last two years. Uh, and right up until senior year, my plans were to get my degree, go in the Army for a couple of years, come back and be a high school uh, English teacher and football coach. <laughs> uh, and, and then and then in my senior year, the Army said, you know, uh, would you like to take the GRE? We'll pay for it. The graduate record exam, we'll pay for it. It was $12. I said, sure, that's great. Uh, they paid for it, and they came back to me and said, based on that and your aptitude and whatever, 
Uh, we want to give you a fellowship to any school in the country you want to go to, any discipline where you'll get full pay and allowances. Plus, we'll give you, you know, all of your uh, expenses and the whole bit. It sounded like a great deal. I hadn't really thought about graduate school, but since they were going to do it, I said, let's go. I, I spent two years actually uh, on active duty because I wanted to get an orientation and see what it was like so I'd know what I was studying about. And then I went and took my fellowship for two years at the University of Southern California, got a Master of Business Administration degree there, and I also started work on a second master's degree, which I later finished uh, in Germany overseas. And then, uh, you know, on from there, I was an infantry officer and I served a, a regular career. I never really thought, go ahead, go ahead, Bill. Well, I was just going to say, it amazes me, a man with all your intelligence and education <laughs> would ever jump out of an airplane that wasn't on fire. <laughs> and you did that. You went through ranger training, correct? Right. Ranger and airborne, uh, did all that and, uh, you know, had some great assignments. I was on, uh, on the uh, presidential inaugural committee back in Reagan's uh, second inaugural. I, I taught at West Point for four years. I was, my final assignment, my terminal assignment was at Vanderbilt University as the a professor of military science in charge of the ROTC program. So I never thought about it while I was in my career, but at the end, reflecting back in 23 years on active duty, I spent nine years on college campuses, either as a, either as a student or as a faculty member or as an administrator. So uh, I guess it was in the cards. I knew uh, that kind of determined for me. I really knew I wanted to get into higher education. And so it was very easy in my last assignment I, at Vanderbilt. I, I, when I, when I retired, I just kind of walked across the street, finished my doctoral work, and started teaching there, and then a series of progressions after that. Well, with all your experience, I'd like to approach this interview from two particular directions. One, young people who didn't go to college yet, and maybe they're thinking about the military. Those who did go to college, got out with huge debt, can't find a job, and are thinking about the military. And the last group are the transitional folks who they were in the military. Now it's time to get out. Right. And they have the college benefits and things coming to them. So can we start with what would you say to a young person getting out of high school about coming into the military versus going on to college? Well, I think, I mean, it, they're both great pathways and I wouldn't want to, you know, drive anybody to one way or the other, but I think they should look at the options. I think they should consider that. Uh, you know, if you if you dig into it, you'll find out that that the military has a lot of great opportunities that you can take advantage of, no matter what career field you're interested in, particularly in things like uh, like healthcare and communications, uh, electronics, and things like that. I mean, these are some some great great fields. You'll get the best training you could possibly get. Uh, I had the opportunity when I was a senior executive civilian with the uh, Air Force when we set up the uh, joint. Uh, health uh, uh, enlisted health services uh, education program down in uh, uh, down in San Antonio uh, and uh, and it it is a fantastic they have incredible incredible training uh, facilities incredible resources and so on and that goes across the board you know if you train in computers you're going to be on the on the very first you know top of the line of things if you do get into any of those things you're going to get fantastic training that will come out and and it, when you decide to get out of the military you know, that will, that will suit you well. The other part is that the military really supports education and they're just, just incredible opportunities. So if you decide, you know, to go in the military, for example, in the Air Force, you have the Community College of the Air Force. Every air, airman that raises their hand, as soon as they raise their hand, they're automatically enrolled in the Community cool. College of the Air Force. And they build those credits up. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I did already in my first six months here at Centenary University is we have a cooperation. We have an agreement. We're registered with 
the Air Force to deliver some of the education in that uh, in that degree. So, uh, you know, you get the opportunity to do that, and uh, the service provides that tuition assistance. All the services uh, do that to, to, in different ways, but they all do that. I got out of high school, and I was just barely 17. And I went on to college, and quite honestly, I wasn't ready. I was a very good card player. I got all my money back from tuition and the commons playing cards. But the fact was, I wasn't ready, right. and my scores were horrible. And I decided I was going to join the Air Force to get out of town before my dad saw my grades. <laughs> but That's it was a common the- story. That's a common story, Bill. I see it all the time. You know, you get kids there. They, they, they go off to college. It's a new environment. They have a whole lot more freedom uh, than they had in high school. Uh, and, and, and that's a very common story. And uh, on the other side is true. When we see veterans come back after they've been in for two, three, four, five, maybe even longer years, you hear it to a person. The faculty will say they're so much more mature. They're so much more mission focused. They know what they want. They don't do uh, all of the, you know, they've already gotten that out of their system. They, they did it through the military other ways. And so they're much more focused and, and, and much more purposeful on, on what they want to do. So, so, you know, if you, if you go into the military, you have those options. If you go into college, you also have options for the military. And I'm thinking primarily of ROTC, all of the services, Army, Navy, uh, and Air Force all have ROTC. It's, uh, it, you know, now it's even, a, it's even uh, uh, more uh, generous than it was, you know, when, when, when I was going through ROTC, uh, that you, you can get, if you get a scholarship right out of high school, you can get four years of college uh, paid for. So there's that you know, that high cost. And that's a lot high, of money. That high tuition, you can get that paid for with a four-year scholarship. If you don't get a four-year scholarship and you come in and you want to do your last two years, or maybe you didn't know about it till you were already in college, you can go get a two-year or a three-year or even a one-year scholarship. Uh, and, and then when you're, if you're a scholarship student for four years or one of those other ones for the last two years, you get a stipend of $460 a month over and above uh, any tuition or whatever else wow. they're paying, kind of as walking around money or spending money or, or whatever. And uh, that, that comes in really handy. So uh, the military has these great programs. That, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize how many, just how many colleges there are in this country. But there's, you know, there's over 4,000 colleges and universities. <laughs> and with Army, for everybody. With Army ROTC, you can go to 1,300 different colleges and apply that. With Air Force, it's about 1,100. And the Navy has a kind of a different way they run it. They have 77 colleges and universities where you can go and learn how to be a naval officer or a Marine Corps officer. I was very lucky. When I went in, I was done with the college. I was just going to go in, do my job and that. And I had a major and we call them Wild Bill Borders. And when I went in, it was what we called a brown shoe in the Air Force. He'd been in in the Army Air Force. (laughs) And whatever thing, he saw something in me, liked me, and never got off my back about going back and getting credits. Right. And it, finally, to get them off my back, I went and got 28 hours at the University of Dayton before I got out after my four years. And I pushed on. But yeah. if it hadn't been for Wild Bill Borders, and God love him, I, I'm sure he's dead and gone now. But if any of his family happens to hear this anywhere in the world, know that there's somebody that appreciated the man. It was fabulous to have somebody pushing you. All right, let's move from the young person who went in to the person who went and got into college, didn't take ROCC, finds themselves out on the outside now and needs a job. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of that going on right now. And, and so, 
the military is a, is a great place to do that. And, you know, suppose you have a degree, but there's, uh, you know, you may come in, uh, you, you will probably come in on the enlisted ranks and you could, you know, all of the, of the services have uh, officer producing programs, OCS, OTS in the Air Force and, and the uh, Naval uh, Officer School that they can at- attend. Uh, even, but even if you don't go that route, uh, there are skills. Uh, my nephew is an airman. Uh, and he's right, right, serving a tour in Korea right now. He had a, had his college degree. He got out looking around. What should I do? I don't know. And uh, he has a, he has an aunt that's uh, pretty uh, <laughs> pretty big on this topic. And and she convinced him. And he is uh, he's got into uh, kind of the electronic warfare kind of uh, aspect. And uh, he's learning the ways of the world and and doing great things for our, our country over in. Uh, over in uh, South Korea right now. So yeah, that, it, it's, it's a route. They have fantastic programs, whether it be language training, uh, medical, again, medical training, there's ways to leverage that. And of course, to be an officer in any of the services, you have to have a college degree. So it's, uh, you know, that, that's also another route. They're not real good about giving away officer ranks, though, for people coming in like that. My granddaughter graduated at the very top of her class or very close to the top of the class. And they offered her an E4. Right. Bill, Bill, I want to tell you something you heard on the very first day, day you came into the service. The needs of the service come first, right? You've yeah. always heard that. So, you know, you can find some deals. And, and you know, I, I always tell students, whether it's regarding the military or anything else, always look for those opportunities because those opportunities are going to present themselves when they do. Be ready to take them. Don't be afraid to take an opportunity. Uh, don't be afraid to travel to somewhere if, if you know, if that's in the cards. Uh, it's not for everybody. We all know that, that it's not a service life is not for everybody, but it's, it, it really does really can open your eyes and, and expose you to some things you hadn't otherwise uh, experienced. In our instance, she had a full degree already, but had a pretty good substantial debt as a result, right. of, even though she worked really hard all the way through school to pay for it. She went in as an E4. They said, you know, you're pretty smart. And they sent her off to Monterey. She right. got a degree in Russian out there, an actual college degree in right. Russian. Right, right. And then she met her husband out there who was getting a degree in Arabic. They married before they left, got a compassionate transfer up to Fort Gordon. And then she went to work as a uh, translator. He did his thing. But also the interesting thing was both kids, both son-in-law or grandson-in-law and, da- and granddaughter, they went ahead and got their master's while they were in, in that five years. Right. And now this year, in fact, just this past Friday, I'm so excited. Vincent Turner is his name. He just graduated OCS as one of the top five people in the class. And Very good. So he's staying in. She got out, but she's got a great job as a result yeah. of it. And I'm sure that all of that experience that she had, you know, n- not just the training, but but the just the experience is, is going to really reflect great on her for the rest of her career. Uh, it, you know, th- you always hear about the things like uh, the leadership part and the time management part and all of that kind of thing, uh, you know, that that, uh, that that employers don't have to worry about, uh, you know, that when, when they have somebody that's, that's served in the served right. honorably in the military, they know they know the standard of, of what they're coming in with. Uh, that they that I hear all the time from employers that they don't know about <laughs> exactly just, you know regular old regular old uh, graduates. We've got about a minute to go, and I, I want Jeannie. I want to say hi to her. I know she's sitting there also. She <laughs> is a full colonel, 
She is. You're Hello, a telephone Jim. colonel, but she's a full colonel. And Jeannie, <laughs> it's wonderful that you called me and set up this interview with Bruce. It's great to have you on the program. Is there any last thing that either one of you, we've got about a minute, would like to share with our audience of people who are either thinking about going in the military, are already there and getting out? Well, and especially for the ones already there and getting out or recently retired, take it one step further than what Bruce talked about. And that's the lifelong learning phrase that we hear so much about these days to keep yourself relevant and engaged with society and, and any of the issues or activities going on in your community, even just a lot more reading and, and uh, being member of, a, of a groups. You will find even as we age, people lean on us as, as former or retired military uh, members to contribute and sure. you, you learn as you go and um, it, it's just a great foundation that will take us forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting both of you in person but we've run out of time. Thank you so much for being with us. My guest today has been Colonel Bruce Dr. Murphy <laughs> and his wife Jeannie who is a full bird colonel also sharing the ideas of things that they think are important for people going into the military, being in the military, and then transitioning out. Thank you both for being with me. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Bill. Enjoyed it. To my listeners, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll catch you on the next Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.